I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. Hi there, this is Lindsay Roberts, and I am so glad you're able to join us today. And let's have a little bit of chat today about what? About the kingdom of God, about being blessed, about this is the day the Lord has made, and we get to rejoice and we get to be glad in it. And I pray for you right now. If you're listening to this, I pray for the blessing of God to be on you, for you to have, as the Bible says, ears to hear. You know, we have ears to hear the natural, but I also pray that you have ears to hear the spiritual side of what we're gonna talk about. And I pray that your heart receives it. I pray you have a great day. I pray that it bears witness if it's supposed to and it rolls off if it's supposed to. And we just talk about something that lifts up the kingdom of God. Now I wanna to talk to you in a little bit about bitterness and what does the Bible have to say about it? You know, when you take a look at certain situations and you have to weigh A or B, you know, the Bible says, choose this day whom you'll serve. I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Well, life goes with blessing. Death goes with choosing or death goes with cursing. And if we don't make a careful um, assessment, we could pick the wrong thing. We could translate that scripture wrong and we could just mess it up completely and pick the wrong thing. Now, let's take a look at this. If you go in the Bible, Acts 8, and we go to the 23rd verse, I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Wow. Well, that's a fun subject. Let's read it again. Okay. I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. In fact, the scripture before, repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Wow, it is so bad that we have to repent and ask God to forgive us for that thought that could be, I see you are poisoned by and bound by iniquity. Poisoned by and bound by. Gosh, those are big words. All right, let's take a look at it. When you look at Proverbs chapter 10, I'm sorry, Proverbs 14, verse 10. It mentions bitterness. Let's look at it this way. Each of you know the bitterness, your own bitterness. <laughs> this gets hilarious. Each of you know your own bitterness and no one else can share its joys. What? Yep, that's what I read. Each of you know in your own heart, you know the bitterness that's there and no one but you can share, share the joy. Some people actually, actually get a rush out of their bitterness. Oh, I hate that person so much and by the time they're dead, I'll be tap dancing on their grave. Wow, wow. How do you go from being baby born, wearing cute little outfits, little tiny christening gown, uh, fed by a bottle, eat baby food with cute little chubby cheek babies on the, on the jar and go to a point where you are so bound by bitterness that if somebody dies, you will tap dance on their grave and get joy out of the bitterness that you are now embracing. That is awful, but people have that. And it becomes so bad that people actually let it, I'm gonna say, inhabit themselves long enough to where it actually takes root. I want to read you something else. We did Acts, uh, Acts 8, 23, but let's look at the very last time because I showed you in Proverbs, that's Old Testament, and we jumped over into New Testament. Job has it. There's all through the Old and New Testament talks about bitterness, but what's the last mention of it? Last mention of it. Ephesians 4, 31. 
get rid of all bitterness. Now, we look in the Old Testament, it kind of addresses it, talks about it, explains it, defines it. We make our way forward to the New Testament and we see where it can take root. And we, we look at it this way and we look at it that way. By the time bitterness has had its last explanation in the Bible, the last reference, the last time that we're going to have this conversation, the scripture says, get rid of it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Hold on just a minute. <laughs> Do you see what its companions are? Let's think about it this way. Say we had a stage play. And on the stage play, we have bitterness as one of the characters. And as the bitterness comes across the stage, what are the other players that come along in the same act of this same play? Brawling, anger, slander, malice, rage. You see, these are companions. They ride the trail together. They come almost like a package deal. And they invite each other to fellowship one with another. Bitterness usually finds anger, which usually finds its friend named rage, which usually finds its other friend named malice. And they all have a party at your expense. And the first part of that scripture the last time you read a, a scripture about the structure of bitterness is get rid of it. Okay, so it's easy to say. How, how easy is it to do? Okay, we all know the scripture that says I can do all things through Christ. Philippians 4, 13 through 19, right? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So if I have a choice to do all things through the Christ, the Messiah, the one who can give me strength to do this, it's up to me to make the decision whether the bitterness stays in my heart and takes root or I give it the opportunity to exit by calling on Christ to say, through you, I can get rid of this. Let's go a little further. When you think about bitterness, when you think about unforgiveness, when you think about all the words that come with it, the anger, the rage, and everything else, there was an article. I want to read you just a little tiny, tiny uh, bit of this because if I read you the whole thing, you'd go, oh, stop. Okay, well, let's start. Los Angeles Times, 2009. I've quoted this article many, many, many times. Somebody sent me the article, and the first time I read it, I thought, wow, that's interesting. The second time I read it and read it and reread it, the more it kind of really got into my heart that this is an important factor, not only physiologically, not only in the world, not only in science, but in the heart of the Bible. This is written more as a scientific article. This article says, bitter behavior is so common, wow, and deeply destructive. I, I kind of sort of just read that out of the Bible that some psychiatrists are urging it to be identified as a mental illness. I didn't write this. I'm simply quoting this written in the, in the Los Angeles Times, 2009. Um, some psychiatrists are urging it be identified as mental illness under the name of post-traumatic embitterment disorder. People who feel they have been wronged by someone are so bitter they can barely function um, other than to ruminate, I got to go look that one up, about their circumstance. Now, if I were to look that up, I think it means chew it over and over and over and over. This behavior is so common. Wow. Wow. That's twice they said this behavior is common. Wow. How is it that the Bible tells us that we are to be in the world, but we're not to be of it? 
that we are to follow the things of Christ rather than things of the world. How is it that the Bible says, choose this day whom you'll serve? I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. We're talking about post-traumatic embitterment disorder. Embittered people are left seething for revenge, seething for revenge. They feel the world has treated them unfairly. It's one step more complex than anger. Now, I want to explain something to you. When the world scientifically talks about something, and then God talks about something scripturally. The world talks about it scientifically, God talks about it biblically, and they're sort of in a sense gleaning on the same thing in the, in the sense that they're saying, this is destructive. This is not a good thing. This is probably not the highest and best way to operate. Now, whether they're saying it scientifically that it's not the best way for your physical self to function, or God is saying this is not the best way for his children to act, Whatever this is, it doesn't sound like by the article in the Los Angeles Times and by the scriptures in the Bible, it doesn't sound like this is something that we want to be a part of and partake and say, woohoo, let's throw an embitterment party and let's bake a cake for it. It doesn't sound like it's something that we're supposed to be rejoicing over. And instead, the people that are perhaps, maybe just maybe, need to take a look at what the root of this is. Where did it come in? How did it take root? And is it of God? And even if you're not a Christian, is it benefiting me in any way, shape, form, or fashion? You see, I, I really feel like there's little tiny things that slide in. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. I, I, I used to say it's not the pebble, it's not the mile walk that'll get to you, it's the tiny little pebble in your shoe. See, sometimes it's those tiny little things that you pay absolutely no attention to until they start to take root. And once they take root, that root begins to get entwined and it begins to wrap around even perhaps the very fibers of your spiritual heart. And as it does, what begins to happen? Well, you can get bitter or you can get better. We've heard that saying so many times. I don't even know how many times I've heard that saying, but the truth of the matter is, if it's true, we can get bitter or we can get better, it doesn't appear we can have both. Bitter doesn't lead to better and better doesn't lead to bitter. So if that's the case, is it possible according to the scripture to quote, get rid of it according to Galatians? I believe that if you are sitting in that seat and you are in that position of somebody done somebody wrong song, listen to me, I understand that seat. I have occupied it well. I have placed myself in that seat and I have sat there and said, hmm, until I felt like I could justify being upset, being offended, being bitter, and not really caring at that precise moment what the Bible said about it. Now, then I come to my spiritual senses and say, what does God's word say about it? But there is that moment where in my humanness, we're in the world, not of it, and we are in a flesh situation. There is that moment where I could possibly slide into the fact of letting the circumstance Am I embracing this horrible situation and I've been done wrong situation to where that bitterness is justified and I begin to embrace it? But the Bible says no. Mm. So what do you do? You make a decision. Do I want to serve the world or do I want to serve the Bible? Do I want to serve the bitterness or do I want to serve the answer to the bitterness? And the decision becomes ours. So here's my thing. I pray for you right now to pray. 
I pray for you to seek the face of Father God. I pray for you to ask God, Lord, is there any, the Bible says, let us search our own hearts. Lord, is there anything in my heart that represents unforgiveness and bitterness that could possibly take root? Now that doesn't mean that as you forgive and you release it, that justifies the action of the other person. It doesn't validate the other person's action. It doesn't mean that you embrace their horrifying action. You know, something, when I was praying about this, the Lord said, what was done to me was despicable. Swore to use. He said, but that doesn't justify you becoming bitter. And I said, okie dokie. I said, all right, Lord. So as I began to pray, I could do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I began to release it. And I pray for you that if you'd like to release that and you feel like you need to, I pray that through Christ, he will give you the strength and you can release it. And you can do all things and you can be set free of that. If that's your choice and I pray your choice is according to the word and the will of God, then I pray God will give you that opportunity and it will be glorious and there won't be any ugly effects and it will be a blessing in Jesus name. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life prayer group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.